Welcome to the Emetophobia Podcast. Today on the show, I have Tara on. Her and I talk about a lot of different subjects, including her son. We talk about her husband. We talk about her life story, emetophobia wins, emetophobia advice, how she found out about emetophobia, some coping skills, all about therapy, pregnancy and emetophobia. We go over a ton of topics. Um, you can find her over on Instagram at I'm Tara Lee. It's I-M-T-A-R-A-L-E-E. So definitely go give her a follow, show some love, and let's get into the show. Also, before we start the episode, huge trigger warning in this one. There is a lot of um, graphics speaking about, you know, getting sick. So just so you know that. Um, but yeah, kind of challenge yourself and listen to it anyway. <laughs> Have a good one. Hi there. Hey. Hey, I can hear you. Cool. Hey, how are you? Good, good. This way. There you go. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No worries. No worries. Awesome. How how are you doing on this fine Sunday afternoon? Freezing. What's that? I'm freezing. What about you? Freezing. Yeah, it's pretty cold. It's pretty cold. Yeah, if you're in the Eastern Time Zone, you're probably pretty cold as well. (laughs) Yeah, it just started snowing. I think we're supposed to get a snow. I get a snowstorm or some kind of storm today, but gotcha. I'm staying inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, no, you can see my my tea is even, uh, it's like smoking. It's so cold in here, so it's crazy. Well, we went to church this morning, and I did not layer up because I thought, you know, I'm just going from the car to the door and then back to the car. Oh, my God, it still sucked. <laughs> like, I was, oh, yeah. This is not okay. I was, like, running. I was so cold. <laughs> Now it's really cold. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's, I am recording. So we're, we're podcast has started, but um, let's kind of talk about your maybe childhood, how you grew up, maybe your emetophobia story, just kind of get into that a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's kind of bizarre because I've always suffered with anxiety, a little bit of anger, obsessive compulsive disorder, depression, even I was actually diagnosed with depression at eight years old. And what's weird is I grew up in a really good household. Like I have a solid family. Like I, my parents took good care of us. I grew up in a happy household. I have a cool brother, like never any drama, but yeah, I have always suffered with this anxiety and I don't really know where it came from, to be honest with you. Um, but it wasn't until I got older that I discovered that I had this fear of vomiting and I don't even really know where that came from. It's kind of strange. I mean, there is an incident back in 2013 that I can think maybe that's where it came from, but I don't know for sure. It was actually October, 2013. I ended up really sick, but I never got sick to my stomach. I was just nauseous all the time. I couldn't eat. My weight was fluctuating up and down. Um, It was finally Halloween, 2013. I was at work and I was so weak from not eating that I couldn't even hold a plate of food. I would just dropped it, went everywhere. My boyfriend at the time was like, okay, we need to go to the hospital and find out what's going on. They did all this blood work and they found nothing wrong. They just diagnosed me with gastritis as an assumption, but they couldn't find anything. Um, I ended up going back to the hospital again two weeks later because it just kept getting worse. And I finally ended up flying to Arizona to see a gastroenterologist. He did a scope, did two biopsies in there. And he was like, you're perfectly healthy. You need to see a psychiatrist. 
come to find out it was all stress. But at the time, I didn't really, like while I was sick, I wasn't afraid of getting sick, but I was right after that. So I don't really know what happened to cause it. I'm thinking maybe it was just months of being teased with it. I don't know. But all of a sudden, suddenly after that, I was like, every morning at one or two in the morning, I'd wake up panicking, thinking I was going to get sick. And I would pace in my living room in hopes that I can prevent it and try to do breathing rituals, trying to do yoga and trying to prevent myself from getting sick. Whereas that time that I was actually sick, I was trying to. It was so weird. And But since then, and now I have a kid. So it's so yeah. much work. Yeah, we'll, we'll get in. I want to get into the kid here in a minute and talk about yeah. that as well. Um, so, yeah, I was talking to David Yusko yesterday, the doctor who I had on for um, that, that episode. He was basically yeah. explaining that emetophobia comes from when you're born. Like we're born with this in our head. It just kind of is, lays dormant for your whole life. And then something usually brings it out or something happens or you kind of can think back to your childhood. And there might just be like things here and there where you just recognize like, yeah, I was kind of afraid of that. Now that I think about it, and like that's kind of what I've been doing over the last few months of just really thinking about like I was I was afraid of it my entire life. I just didn't really know about it at the time until I kind of pieced things together and said, oh, it's emetophobia. Like that's what it was this whole time. So, yeah. When I realized what it was, I tried to see a therapist for it. But at the time, it wasn't really well known. So the therapist, he couldn't even help me. And I remember the first day I saw him, he was like, so what are you in here for? And I told him what it was. And he was like, well, yeah, I understand. But who likes throwing up? Everyone's afraid of that. I was like, dude, you do not get it. So I knew right away, you are not the person. (laughs) I mean, there was another incident that I kind of experienced before 2013. Um, it happened in Arizona and it, it traumatized me. And since then it's, it's something that's never really left my head. So I do feel like that kind of contributed to it. Um, I'll, ca- I'll try to keep it short. I was meeting up with my parents for dinner and I was walking up to a restaurant. And I'm not gonna say the name of the restaurant cause I don't wanna freak people out and avoid that restaurant. Um, yeah. but I- hear the sound of somebody throwing up loud and I was looking around trying to figure out like where is that coming from and I found this woman she had her head out of her car and just throwing up the down the side of her car and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen and it freaked me out not just because of the sound but because we were at a restaurant and that I was about to go eat in so I was like what did she eat? Why is she sick? And then she made eye contact with me, which made it so much worse. And then I was just like, I can't, I can't deal with this. And apparently I had a look on my face because when I walked in, the hostess was like, are you okay? And I was like, um, I think you guys need to go check on this woman outside. And I am not eating my dinner because I don't know why I'm getting sick and I don't want to know why. So it was. Yeah, that's terrifying. No, I used to, I worked at um, Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll, I'll definitely throw them under the bus because I hate Buffalo Wild Wings now. But anyway, um, I was, I was working there. What's that? It was not that one. No. Okay. I was working there as a cook. And I remember one day we just heard like this commotion out in the, the dining room and it was a guy running to the bathroom. He like knocked the podium over and stuff in the front and was like all freaking out. And I guess he got food poisoning while he was, while he was at B-dubs. And I guess it was because of the cooks and how terrible our food was and all this stuff. But I'm like, dude, I eat this stuff myself every day and I've never been sick from it. But then it got me thinking, cause I was going through my metaphobia stages at the time. And I'm just like, what if it is the food here? Like, and I was like, and then for like a couple months after that, I really tried to stay away from the food and 
and I was like, what did he eat? What was it? Was it a burger? Was it a salad? Was it chicken? Like I was so just into that, but yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from with that for sure. No, I mean, I don't want to know what caused her to be so sick, but it was right outside the restaurant, literally at the front door. And so that was enough for me. I lost my appetite. My mom's like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Just eat anything. I'm like, no, (laughs) I'll have a soda and I'll eat when I get home because I I don't trust whatever came out of that kitchen. I mean, it could have been anything. I mean, gosh, I'm I'm pregnant. You know, I don't know. But no, that freaks me. (laughs) <laughs> how how did you um, find out about your emetophobia? Like, how did you put one and one together and like find the word emetophobia? How did you find that out? I googled it. I hmm. tried to see if there was anybody else out there that was dealing with the same problem as I was, and I didn't know what to say. I just said like, I am terrified of vomiting. I'm terrified of getting sick. And I found this page. It's not a Facebook page or anything like that. It was like a forum, and it was all about emetophobia and everybody on there was talking about their fears. And I was like, Oh shit, that's awesome. That's me. And so I joined it and I just started talking to a lot of people about it. And it was so nice to know that there was a few other people out there that got it. Now this was a long time ago and it's so nice to see that it's becoming pretty well known now, but yeah, I just Googled it. And figured it out. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I did too. It took me a while, but Finally, I was just like, this is becoming like a big problem in my life. I should probably figure out what's actually, because I was running away from it for so long. And once I found out, it really helped me to get it together, you know, so. It does. And when you feel like, since it's not talked about a lot, at the time, I felt like a crazy person. I felt like the only person in the whole world. I was so afraid to talk about it because people were very judgmental. Like, well, no one likes to throw up. Like, that's not a fear. That's ridiculous. I'm like, no, no. (laughs) I mean, nobody likes getting blood work done either, but I'm not necessarily afraid of it, but I know there are people who are afraid of it, but I would never tell them like, well, I mean, I don't like needles either. Like, that's so rude. <laughs> it is. It's very insensitive for sure. Yeah, very insensitive. So. so, um, you said, did you, you went to therapy, you said? I'm actually in therapy now. You yeah. are in therapy. I was just, I was kind of curious, like how you found a therapist and, and what it's actually doing to help you right now. I went online and I googled therapists around here that specialize in phobias. I didn't say emetophobia, I just said phobias. And I called all kinds and I found this one girl, she's wonderful, she's around my age I think. Um, she specializes in all kinds of phobias but emetophobia is something that she's currently studying. And so she asked me to come in so we could talk about it and she's pretty good. We just started so I'm, we're still kind of getting the hang of exactly where I am and exactly how my brain works. but she's already given me a few assignments that are pretty nice. And she's, she's helped me calm my overall general anxiety as well. So I, I like her. (laughs) Has she, has she talked at all about exposure therapy or anything? Yes. Um, she doesn't want me to start that yet. She kind of wants me to address my general anxiety over it first. And then we're going to do exposure therapy. And I'll be honest, I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, I, um, that's kind of how I got over it myself, where I just, I, I did all the research. I looked online and kind of came to the conclusion that exposure therapy is one of the only things that's actually going to get you past it. It's like facing your demons. You know what I mean? So once I did it though, it was, it was really, really tough at first. And I didn't know exactly what I was doing. I just kind of followed a little um, thing I found online about exposure therapy for like general phobias and like how to get over them. So I did that, watch YouTube videos, watch the terrible stuff. I had to spend like 20 or 30 minutes a day just sitting in front of it, watching it. I wrote down how I felt, all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's like the worst thing I've ever had to go through, but it was 
going through that then helped me realize like it's really no big deal now like it's so simple to deal with makes everything so much easier i'm desensitized to it now so it, it is like the number one way that i can i can suggest to get over it for sure so i hope that works for me because i have been around it a few times and every time i want to run because i'm so terrified my son was sick in september i don't know if he had a stomach bug or what it was but he did throw up twice and both times thank god my husband works from home because <laughs> he was able to come i just flipped out and i, I even screamed we have a puker and i <laughs> had him come run and help me and granted i did as a mom comfort him and clean it up but i was full-on panicking for several days i couldn't couldn't even think straight i couldn't eat right because i was so stressed about it yeah, that's what that exposure therapy helps with. That's that's what instead of running away, you you kind of then become stronger and stronger to the point where you're like, I can deal with this. Like it's it's not so bad anymore. So it's, it really does help. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about your son. Um, what was it like? Um, did you have any like morning sickness when you uh, were pregnant with him? Was that a terrifying thing for you? It was beforehand because our pregnancy was kind of planned, and so I did know that the chances of morning sickness was pretty high. Um, so I was scared. I will be honest with you, I was scared. But when I when I got pregnant, I didn't know I was pregnant at first. So that kind of brought comfort to me. I was like, well, I didn't even know I was pregnant and I feel totally fine. But of course my anxiety kicked in and I started getting nauseous from the anxiety. But um, I decided to just kind of let it go because his the OB I had, was wonderful. I'm surprised she's not a therapist because I told her my fears and she calmed me down a lot. And she was like, just remind yourself two things. When you have morning sickness, it's a sign of a healthy pregnancy and it's temporary. It's, this is not gonna last and it's not gonna last long at all. But I never had it anyways. So it worked out. I mean, I had days here and there where I didn't feel very good, but it was nothing debilitating. I was still able to go to work. So it really wasn't that big of a deal, but that fear was there for sure. But once I hit my second trimester, I was good. I was like, all right, this is easy. What would you, what would you have for some advice for women who want to get pregnant right now, who are kind of reluctant because of their emetophobia? I would say, talk to your doctor before you do it, because I didn't talk to my doctor beforehand, but I did tell her my fears and she was super comforting. And she gave me a lot of advice of stuff I could take um, to help ease and ease nausea if I have it. And this stuff you can do before pregnancy because there are some vitamins like B6, for example, that you can start taking about a month or two before you get pregnant. And it's supposed to help prevent morning sickness or nausea. I, it's not guaranteed, but at least if you talk to your doctor, they can give you the best advice. And they're so comforting. If you find the right doctor, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it's the placebo effect as well of just being like, well, I took the vitamin B. So I mean, I can't feel sick now. It's just like, that's all you just need it in your head for that one little moment so you can get over it for sure. A whole pregnancy. And I don't know if it really worked, but my brain told me it did. So. Sure. Now, once you had your son, um, what were the next steps with the emetophobia? Was it like you were really worried about him getting sick all the time? Like what, I guess my question is, what kind of advice would you give to people who after they have the kid, what, what did you do um, about your emetophobia with, with having him? So. The first thing I thought of, and I kind of feel bad saying this because it might sound a little selfish and some people might roll their eyes a little, but I have one kid and I only plan to have one kid. And sometimes as selfish as that sound, sometimes that helps me feel better 
to remind myself like, well, at least I only have one <laughs> to deal with. I see people who have like six, seven, eight kids and I all power to that's amazing, but I know I couldn't handle that. And sometimes when I compare to that situation, it does make me feel better. I'm like, well, at least I only have one that I have to worry about. And that helps a lot. Otherwise, I, I always remind myself of something that another therapist has told me that with the stomach bug, it's not as easy to catch it as websites will tell you. Like the CDC will scare the hell out of you and tell you like, it's everywhere. It's crawling up the walls. Like you got to be so careful like, or you're going to catch it. So that's what makes me so afraid of it when he's sick. But she was like, that is not true. The only way to catch it is by literally swallowing it. So as long as you're washing your hands and you're being careful, you're going to be fine. And like you said, eat right, be healthy. You're going to be fine. And so when she told me that, I was like, okay, I felt so much better knowing, okay, when he's sick, I can battle this because I'm not going to be scooping it up and putting it in my mouth. I'm going to clean it and wash my hands really well, bleach what I need to bleach, and it's going to be fine. And that helps me deal with it. And another thing that helps is the, the stomach bug is so quick. And I mean, it's scary. It's one of my greatest fears, but typically you have it for like one day, maybe two, and it's done. And my son is the same way. The first time he had it, he only had symptoms for like 12 hours and he was done. And so that, that helps to know that it goes very fast. And um, it also helps to have a really supportive husband. He knows my fear. So he's like, I got this. I'll take care of it. <laughs> Let's, can we, uh, we should um, touch on that for just a second. How was your husband about, um, like, what was his reaction when you kind of told him about all this and how did he take it with the emetophobia? He was fine with it. I mean, it took him a while to understand it, understandably, you know, because he never heard of it before me. And so he was just kind of the same guy, like, well, you know, same, kind of like everybody else, you know, it's no one likes throwing up. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like I can't and I won't. That's how terrified I am of it. And after a while, he started to see what it does to me and how it affects my anxiety so much. And he started to become very just emotionally supportive. So like, for example, several months ago, he got sick from, this is kind of funny. He went to Buffalo Wild Wings and he hmm. got sick the wings but it wasn't the actual wings itself it's because he's a very very healthy eater very very healthy so when he ate something that wasn't so healthy his body reacted and it made him get up in the middle of the night and he threw up like four times and I heard every sound of it and it terrified me and afterwards he came out and he hugged me he's like I am so sorry I know how scared you are I should have warned you ahead of time I am so sorry and just to have that emotional I guess empathy kind of calms me down a little because I just need that support. I just need that, you know? So, so now he's really, he's great with it. Yeah. He sounds like a great guy. And that's exactly how you should, how you should react in those situations for sure. No, I, um, I'm the same way now where like I'm, I switched over to veganism. So I've been eating a lot more vegan foods. I've been trying to stay away from processed foods. And so like, I'm like almost worried now to even eat any candy or anything like that. Cause I'm just like, I just have no need. And it's like, this is going to make me feel so shitty if I eat that. So yeah. definitely yeah. understand her. I mean, he, I mean, they were just wings. Like, I, you don't think that it would make you so sick, but it fucked him up. Like 3 a.m. He sat up and he's like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> and then it all came out. And I was so scared. I literally panicked. I went into the kitchen, had a full-blown panic attack. And he came out with a big old smile on his face. And he's like, I'm all good. I'm like, no, stay away from me. He's like, no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, I'm good, I promise. And that's when he started like feeling so bad because he realized, oh, wait. 
I really just messed with her anxiety. So but he was fine. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so I want to hear some emetophobia wins you've had lately, like stuff that you've kind of gotten over that you're like, I didn't think I could do that, but I, I did it. Oh, that's tough. Um, if there is anything, yeah. yeah. There is. So back in September, I caught some weird virus. I don't know what it was, but it was not a stomach bug. It, I started off with a fever for three days and just felt like crap. And then by the end of it, it actually it made my um, acid reflex a lot worse. I don't get heartburn, I get regurgitation, which is where it tries to come back up. And it only happens when I lay down, thankfully. And so I woke up at one in the morning and I thought for sure I was gonna throw up because I can literally feel it coming up and it was coming up fast. And so I actually did not even have time to panic. The only thing I had to do was get up and get to the bathroom. Like that is all the time I had. And I went into the bathroom and since I did not have time to process what was happening and think about how anxious I feel, I actually didn't feel anxious. And I walked into the bathroom and I even thought my, to myself, wow, I'm actually okay. I'm about to throw up and I'm actually okay. It was the weirdest thing. But as soon as I like, I grabbed my hair to throw it up, it went away and I was fine. Yeah. It was so weird. I just had to burp. <laughs> I've had that same thing happen where I'm laying down or like I'll drink a bunch of tea or something or like eat I, I eat a lot of oranges so I eat a lot of oranges and I'll like lay down on my phone for a second and I just feel that start to come back up and I have to like sit up I'm like whoa okay hold on like, yeah so third trimester of pregnancy it was like that times a hundred yeah. it was awful I was up until four or five every single morning because I had acid reflux and then it went away and I slept until noon <laughs> there you go but yeah I felt good after that because I was just like okay. I literally was about to throw up and I was okay. So if it does happen, I should be okay. I'm not going to die. It's just a very scary feeling and I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Great. It's not how I always feel because I've had acid reflux since then. And of course I panic a little, but it was nice to have a glimpse of that feeling and know that I was okay. Yeah, so. no, that's good. It's kind of like a small amount of exposure therapy in a way. You're, you're going through the, the bad parts and then, real, then uh, reassuring yourself that everything's okay and that you're going to be fine. That's just, that's how it works. So, I'm so on myself in the process of it too. Like, oh my God, I'm actually like not freaking out right now. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> what has um, emetophobia held you back from in life? Um, I mean, not so much anymore, but it used to hold me back from going out with friends because in my early 20s, I used to go out a lot, of course, and I don't drink, but my friends that do would throw up all the time. I was always holding their hair back. I have a friend that threw up in my car right next mm. to me, and it's not too bad because it's just drinking. It's alcohol. It's nothing contagious, but I never liked to be around it, so there were many times I made excuses not to go out when I could have, or I would make excuses not to take a friend home when I could have, even though they were probably going to be fine. But that kind of stuff held me back. And it, I mean, getting pregnant also held me back because we talked about it, but it took me like a solid year to really make that decision. Yes, let's do this simply because I was afraid of morning sickness. Yeah. So stuff like that. I mean, I luckily I don't hold back too much from food. I'm a pretty decent eater. People that know me really well know I love my good food. <laughs> and so luckily I don't avoid food too much, but I am careful with meat and stuff if I see any sort of pink in chicken even if it's just how it's supposed to be i'm like nope can't do that yeah. but but there's about dates do you have problems with um expi expiration dates and stuff 
Yes. Yes and no. If it's like sour cream, absolutely go. But if it's like milk and it's just a couple of days, I just smell it and I'm fine. So it kind of, kind of depends. So for the most part, I can kind of with food, give it kind of a fuck it attitude. Cause like there's been times where I'll eat a steak. I'll bite into it and I'm like, wow, that is more red than I expect it to be, but it tastes good. So I'm going to keep going. <laughs> like, yeah. so, and I just, no, that's, those are the things that are definitely helping you right there for sure. Those things help a lot. I, I think a lot of people with emetophobia like would see that, get terrified, and then they go to that running away tactic, which that's just making it worse and worse every time. So if you just face it head on, do it, eat it, realize you're okay, move on. It's those little battles that you win all the time that then accumulate into one big win that you just are like, all right, man, steak's fine. No big deal. Like kind of just your attitude towards it like screw it i get sick i get sick and i never have yeah <laughs> for real i just try to enjoy food and know if i get sick at least i enjoyed it <laughs> so, yeah. yeah but what um, um let's hear about some coping skills you picked up over the years to kind of help you with your metaphobia yeah um well for one i always tell myself i'm not gonna die you cannot die from throwing up even though you feel like you're going to but you cannot die I've learned that from other podcasts as well as yours. Um, from another podcast I listened to, someone had said that she heard from another therapist that vomiting is your body's way of taking care of you. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of needed to hear that. Like that, so if you do, it's a really, really good thing. Your body's just trying to take care of you. So I needed that. Um, it also helps to have a very supportive husband. But the biggest thing for me, I think, is I have to avoid the support pages. Like, I know that sounds weird. I do follow an emetophobia support page on Facebook, but I don't actually see the posts. If I go see it, I have to go to the page because if it fills up my newsfeed, all I'm going to see is people talk about vomiting and being sick and what's going around. This is going around. My kid's getting sick and I don't see anything good. Mm-hmm. And so I'm anxious. So that's one thing I do is I avoid that. And it's not avoiding something that I should be facing. It's just, I don't, want to see that crap like it makes me more anxious and I don't need that um but basically I just I try to remember to talk to my husband a lot I try to tell myself over and over that it's going to be okay um another thing that my therapist taught me has been absolutely wonderful and I recommend this to anybody because not many people think about it but when you're anxious you physically get stiff and like stressed you stress your whole body physically and she told me when you are anxious, don't think about breathing so much. I mean, yeah, breathe, but don't focus so much on it. First thing you need to focus on is relaxing all the muscles in your body. You're going to look lazy. You're going to be slumping. But when you relax your whole body physically, it takes away like 80% of your anxiety. And it works for me so well. So when I'm anxious, I'm like, okay, just chill. Yeah. <laughs> Slump if you have to. I don't care. But it works. Yeah, I remember when I was at like the height of my emetophobia, it was, I was, my stomach was always so tense because I was like just tensing up all the time because I was in like this, just this mode of like extreme anxiety all the time. And every once in a while, I just let loose and I was like, oh my God, like it feels so comfortable to just not be like, you know, like you're tensing your abs up really tight all the time. And it was like not yeah. good for you. So oh, I get that. I mean, you can literally calm your breathing, but if you're still physically tense, you're still going to be anxious. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. like, Relax your muscles. (laughs) Be lazy. It really helps a lot. 
Sorry, I'm just consulting my questions here. I always like run out of questions while I'm while I'm talking. Um, what are your thoughts currently on exposure therapy? I just I want to get a little bit more into exposure therapy on the podcast because I just I want people to become a little bit more comfortable with it. So I'm just curious. I think it's great. I mean, I have not started it, but I can tell you that it's not going to hurt you. Um, there's nothing bad from exposure, and I I can use my pregnancy as an example, not when it comes to um, being sick, but I did have a slight phobia of blood work before I was pregnant. And when you have a kid, you get blood work done all the time. You cannot get away from it. And so after a few times of being exposed to that in my pregnancy, it was no problem to me anymore. Now I can go get blood work. I have no fear of having a needle be stuck in my arm. I would go to my doctor's office and even say, all right, it's time to get stabbed. Like, because <laughs> it just, when you're exposed to that, you realize it's not that bad. And it becomes less scary. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you do for work? Just curious. I don't work right now. I'm a stay at home mom, but I'm a full time student too. So, what What are your plans? What are your future plans? Well, I am in my last semester of college, so I graduate this April or May. To be honest, I really don't know when exactly. Um, I major in geography with a minor in English. Sometimes I wish it was switched because I have a huge passion for books and reading and I'd love to get into book editing or work for a publishing company. But when it comes to geography, um, I like to make maps. Um, I, you follow me on Instagram, so you might see some maps that I post. I yeah. love it. So I know I can make that into a career. So that's something else I'm considering. That's really cool. Yeah, I just um, like to, I like people to be able to hear that even though you have a metaphobia, you can still do cool things in the world, you know? It's, oh, of course. Back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't let bother me I get on airplanes several times a year and people are so afraid to travel because they always think someone's going to be thrown up there's always like barf bags people get sick and yeah I've heard of that but I'm almost 34 and I have been traveling multiple times a year my entire life and I've never once seen that not one time so I hope that helps somebody who wants to travel because I've never seen it I'm in that boat right now where like uh, my girlfriend and I have talked about a lot about traveling and we, we want to get a travel trailer and start traveling the country. That's our plan. But I eventually one day want to just get over my fear and just take a plane ride to like Florida or something and just have a fun time with it. Yeah, do it. There's nothing to be afraid of. Honestly, like I, like I said, I'm almost 34 and I've never seen it. I don't even know why they have barf bags because I'm like, did people really use these? <laughs> I've seen people take them out and draw on them, but I've never seen anybody actually get sick. People just... At this point in my metaphobia, I feel like um, I would be okay with it even if somebody did. Like, I'm just, I know it's part of the plane ride. It's just anxiety. It's just, they're, they're freaking out just like I would. And uh, Dara Lovitz, I had her on the podcast yesterday. She's the, the one that wrote that book, Gag Reflections. Um, she was explaining about how, like, you kind of look around the plane and try to find people that you can kind of feed off of and say, like, well, that dude's okay and that girl's okay and that guy's over there sleeping. She's just like, try to feed off them and just kind of uh, mirror what they're doing and don't focus on the person that's freaking out at the moment because that's the least you want to do. So it's so true because honestly, most people are just sleeping or reading. They're, that's so calm. It's loud because the airplane's loud, but everybody just sits there. They're bored. <laughs> There's really nothing exciting that's happening, but you're just sitting there. So yeah, it's not scary at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Boats were another big one for me where like, I was very afraid of boats and like people getting seasick and all that stuff. But again, my girlfriend's family is very, they live on a lake out in the cabin. So they have a big area. They always take the boat out and do fun things on it. So that kind of got me over that with a little more exposure to say like, everyone's fine and they're all drinking, having a good time. And I'm just like, I, I'm not scared at all. Cause it's just, I know that even if they did, it's, it's okay. We're on a boat, just anxiety. It's going to be okay. We're going to get back home no matter what. So. And I guarantee that when you get on an airplane after this, you're going to keep flying because you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I am excited. I want to try it out for sure. Yeah, do it. And for my sure. husband's where in September, my only fear of flying is actually flying over water. I don't know why. I mean, no. I do know why, but I shouldn't because flying is so safe, but he's taking me somewhere out of the country. I just don't know where yet. And all I'm thinking about is cool. I'm going to be flying over water. How am I going to do this? <laughs> I'm so don't look down. <laughs> so don't look down I yeah I mean I flew from Cincinnati to Chicago about a year ago and apparently they flew over Lake Michigan and I was not expecting that so I'm watching a movie on my iPad not looking out the window I looked out the window just to see where we were and we were over the lake mm-hmm. and it's huge I was like, holy shit, oh my God, I was not expecting that. I can see Chicago in the distance, and I was like, hurry up, get here, get here. I just wanted to land and be on the ground. I have no fear of flying, but flying over water is kind of scary. Believe it or not, Lake Michigan's right in my backyard, basically. So it's like, yeah, a couple, five, six miles down the road, you get right on the the bay there. So I'm up in Traverse City area, so. I think it's like over, one of the Great Lakes. I'm a geographer. Which one it is right now? <laughs> yeah, no, it would have been Lake Michigan for sure. Yeah, we went to Chicago a couple of years. I went with my ex, and we went to Chicago. I had a little fun vacation time out there. It was really cool. I like Chicago a lot for sure. That's fun. So. Yeah, I've only been to the airports. That's my yeah. Chicago stories right there. <laughs> Just the Thanks airports. There. Yeah. You know. So, uh, another, continue. Sorry. What was that? I was continue. Sorry, my bad. Another thing I want to mention that does help me else that something else that helps me with anxiety is. I love to just drive. I'll just get in my car and go. And it helps because I can just listen to my music. I can listen to podcasts. I have zero worries. I'm just focused on the road. And it really calms my anxiety. And you are from Cincinnati, right? Uh, that's where I was born, yeah. Okay, do you happen to remember the 275 loop? It goes does, it go, does it go through Kentucky, possibly? Yes. through Kentucky and a little bit of Indiana. I'll get on that and it's a solid hour to do the whole loop. And it's the most amazing thing. When I'm done, I have zero anxiety. So that's, that's something awesome. else. Drive. So you don't have to think about anything else but the road in front of you. Yeah. No, I do the same. And I think a big bit of advice I have to tell people too is that I started kind of getting into my passions. So I started listening to a lot of podcasts. I want to, I just, I like to learn. I have ADHD so bad. I like to just bring in information regardless of what it is. And so I learned about like filmmaking. I learned about a lot of business style stuff. I've been getting into NFTs and cryptocurrency, like just kind of enveloping my life in so much busy work and stuff that like, I have no time to think about my metaphobia anymore. And it's like, I'm just so into it that I can't think about anything else. And that's my, my thing is like, I'm listening to like five or six hours a day of podcasts when I'm at work. So it's, it's constant, like learning all the time. That's great. Yeah. That helps too. I love podcasts. I also listen to like true crime, true crime podcasts, which you would think is not a good idea with anxiety, but it gets my, my problems. <laughs> no, I've, I'm in the same boat. I, I listen to one called My Favorite Murder. It's from these two girls from California. Yeah, I love that one a lot. I'm a fan of Crime Junkie. Okay. I can listen to Ashley Flowers' voice all day long. 
she's still calming to me, even though she tells scary stories. <laughs> yeah. I like conspiracy theories too. Sometimes I like getting into those a little bit. Cause it's just like a whole new world to think about for sure. I used to always say that I hated conspiracy theories, but honestly, they are pretty intriguing when you mm -hmm. hear other opinions and what they think is going on. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. So, um, I'm, I'm out of questions. I'm running out of things to really talk about, but I wanted to um, kind of ask one more last thing. Like, what are some advice or maybe some last words you want to give to every all the listeners before we go? Honestly, it's basically everything I've been saying. The most important thing is to have someone on your side. Um, for me, it's my husband. Someone that you can talk to, someone you can cry to, someone you can panic to when you're panicking. Because when you have that person that you just know is just there for you and just understands it can really make a huge difference. It's made a huge difference for me. Like I'm still anxious, but knowing that he's right there really helps. So you have to have that person. Even if you're shy and you don't want to tell people your, your, your problems with emetophobia, find someone that you're comfortable with because that really helps. Um, and also find things that make you just feel at ease. Like for me, it's driving, it's reading and do that. And then calm your muscles. <laughs> Calm your muscles. That's a big, yeah. I should make a shirt. It says calm your muscles on it. Yeah. <laughs> Physical body. Just chill. You may look lazy, but who cares? Because at least, you, you know, so. No, that's but exciting. Fine. Yeah. But um, yes, it was really nice having you on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on. Nice meeting you for sure. Nice meeting you too. And I really appreciate this. This was fun. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if uh, we're going to do a, a part two sometime. I always like to bring, I'm, I'm starting to uh, kind of recycle some guests here soon because I figured I'm going to run out of emetophobia people soon. So I definitely want to have people back on again to get a kind of update on everybody. So I love it. I'll come back on anytime. Just cool. let me know. All right. All right. It was really nice meeting you. And we'll see you on the next one. All right. Sounds good. See ya. All right. Bye. Hell yeah, guys. Super awesome episode. Again, Tara, thank you for coming on the show. You can find her over at Instagram at I'm Tara Lee. It's I-M-T-A-R-A-L-E-E. -E. You can find me over on Instagram at The Emetophobia Podcast. You can email me at theemetophobiapodcast at gmail.com. And on that Instagram that I just gave you, there is a link tree that sends you all the links for all of my stuff if you ever want to follow me or view anything else. So uh, thank you guys so much for all the support. Thank you for listening. Make sure to go down and rate and subscribe and give me a review on this podcast if it brought you any value or you like it. If you don't like it, also let me know. I want to hear if uh, you have some advice or some, uh, you know, suggestions. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace out.